let's open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah 43, we'll read the first seven verses. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou hast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east, and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, Give up, and to the south, Keep not back. Bring my sons from far, and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even every one that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. Thank God for his word. Let's bow together. Our Father, we've gathered here together this evening to worship your matchless name. And Father, I pray that you would enable us to do that, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Don't let us just go through the motions of religion. But Father, speak to us tonight through thy word and enable us to worship. Father, I pray you'd be with our brother Eric in a mighty and special way this evening, that you would enable him to preach above and beyond himself because you've enabled him to preach in the power of thy spirit. And Father, give us a hearing ear a heart that is receptive, a heart that's hungry, thirsty for Christ. And Father, enable us to hear. Enable our hearts to be thrilled to one more time hear the glorious gospel of Christ our Savior. Redemption, full and free, sure and certain in Him because of who He is and what He has already accomplished for His people. Father, how we thank You for this opportunity. We pray that you not allow us to let it go to waste. And Father, I thank you for this place. I thank you for the family of believers that you've called together. Father, I pray that your blessing would be upon each home, upon each one, upon us as a congregation, Father, that you'd cause us to, to band together in this common goal to have Christ crucified preached in our town our generation. Father, cause us to love one another, care for one another, be a help and encouragement to one another. Father, thank you for the many blessings of this life, how abundantly that you've blessed us. And we know it is your blessing, not because we've earned or deserved anything, it's all because of your free grace. And we're thankful. We beg your forgiveness, Father, for the times we do murmur and complain against your good providence after all that you've done for us. And Father, we pray for our country at this time. We pray you'd be with our leaders, that you'd give them 
wisdom that they do not have, understanding that they do not have to be able to navigate all the, the problems and the circumstances in our country and the turmoil world, worldwide. Father, bless them that your people might be blessed and that we might continue to, to have a land of, of freedom where we can live and worship you in peace. And Father, we dare not forget to pray for those that you've brought into the time of trouble and trial. There, there are many. And Father, we pray you'd be with them. We thank you for the good report we've had on several of our brethren, how you've been with them. Father, we pray you comfort the hearts of your people. Comfort them with your presence, if we, as we've just read. And Father, we pray you deliver as soon as it can be thy will. Now, Father, all these things we ask. And we give thanks in that name which is above every name. For the name and the glory and the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Open your Bibles back to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. title of the message this evening is just two words. Fear not. Fear not. Let's look beginning with verse 1 of Isaiah 43. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Now all scripture, all scripture is God breathed. Every word of this book. In 1 Peter 1 we read that prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Paul said the same thing writing to young Timothy. He said that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable. It's, it's helpful for doctrine, for our, our learning, for reproof, evidence, for for correction, straightening up, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, that he might be complete and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We know, we know that every word in this book is the inspired word of God that that's not in question but I want you to listen again to these first four words thus saith the Lord there is no question about who's speaking here is there huh it isn't that isn't that clear and is there could there be anything more worthy 
of our attention than this. Thus saith the Lord. The Lord that created thee, O Jacob. Isn't it an amazing thought that he's the God of all creation? Almighty God is the God of all creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We read this, that all things, all things, it, everything on this earth has God's fingerprint on it. Doesn't it? All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. David wrote this in the Psalms. He said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob. And that word created, it can also be interpreted to choose. I, I, it never senses to amaze me God's word. Did he choose Jacob? Huh? He did, didn't he? He chose Jacob. He set his love upon Jacob. That's what he said. Jacob have I loved. Esau have I hated? I can think, I can think of people that I can say I love. In each one of those, I can think of many redeeming qualities about them. What was it about Jacob that would cause Almighty God to set his love? Upon him. Consider his name. Just his name alone. It means supplanter. It means thief. Well, what redeeming qualities did Jacob have? Were there any? Well, he was a liar. Scriptures say he was a deceiver. That's evident in Scripture, isn't it? I... We've said this before, if, if Jacob was around you, or if you saw him walking towards you, you would immediately reach for your billfold. And I kind of feel like as he walked away, you would probably check again and look and see if there was anything left. Why, Jacob? Why would God choose Jacob? Turn, turn with me to Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9 beginning with verse 9.
For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even our father Isaac, for the children, being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. Jacob was an object of God's mercy. Before he was born. A choice made. Men talk about a choice. They try to say that's man's choice. That's not what I read here. A choice made before he had done any good or evil. God's choice. Chosen according to the purpose of Almighty God. According to His mercy. Think about that. According to God's mercy. According to God's sovereign will. That's the Word of God speaking. Huh? And, and we need not make any apologies for it. And you know that's a description of not just Jacob, but every believer that Almighty God's pleased to save. Paul writing in the book of Ephesians, he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chose us in him. When did he do that? When somebody walked an aisle? Huh? When, when somebody decided to follow Jesus? No. When did God choose him? When did he choose all of his people? According as he hath chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will. Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, that chose thee, O Jacob, Has he spoke that to you? Has Almighty God in mercy spoke that to you? I pray he has. And if he, and if he hasn't, I pray, I pray he will. Huh? Read on in our text, Isaiah 43, 1. Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, 
He that formed thee. Again, these words. That word formed, it means to, to mold. Like a potter molds a piece of clay. Romans 9.21 says this, Hath not the, pow- the, the, the potter power over the clay to make one a vessel of honor and the other a vessel of dishonor? You, you know, it's say it's easy to make a vessel of dishonor. You just leave it alone. Just leave it, leave it to itself. He's no longer, Jacob's no longer a supplanter. No longer a thief. But Israel, a prince with God. You know, he made something, he made him something that he wasn't. Something that he could, he could never be. And again, isn't that what he's done? Almighty God has done for every one of his sheep. What were we? Sin. All Jacob's sin. We're all sin. Yet, God made his son to be sin. That we, that his people, might be made the very righteousness of God in Him. Frank, you said that Sunday morning. I know that there's a service we have that we don't refer to that to that passage. Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel. Quickly, let's review. Who's speaking? Almighty God. Almighty God. Who's he speaking to? Jacob. Israel. His sheep. His church. What does he have to say? What is the, what is the message for his church? What is the message for his people? You still have Isaiah 43 1? Fear not. Fear not. Two words. Why is that so hard for us to remember? Fear not. A message of comfort. A message of of hope. Fear not. And that message has not changed. It's, it's, it's the same throughout God's Word. Back, back there, remember the children of Israel? There at the Red Sea, with Pharaoh's army approaching. What was the message? Fear not. Fear not. And, and then he gives us a few reasons here to not fear. Now one... I believe we've already covered this. Salvation, deliverance, it's not by the will of man. 
It's by the will of Almighty God. Jacob have I loved. Esau have I hated. It's not by what we do or by what we don't do. The children having done neither good or evil that the purpose of God according to election might might stand. It's not what we do. It's not what we don't, but rather what He has done for us. Can you see that in in Jacob and Israel? Salvation is of the Lord. Second, he says this, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have redeemed thee. Turn to uh, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Look at verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Think about that. The Lord Jesus Christ. He is holy. He is harmless. He is undefiled. He is separate from sinners. He's made higher than the heavens. And yet there on the cross of Calvary, we read earlier He was made sin. Here we read He was made a curse. The Lord Jesus Christ made made a curse for us. Made a curse for us to redeem us, to redeem His people. He redeemed us. He delivered us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. That means the redemption price There wasn't a down payment made. It was paid in full. Paid in full. And and we can't even, with our finite, we can't even begin to understand what that debt, what that debt was. He paid it in full. The law, it no longer has a demand on God's people. Hawker wrote this. He said, The prison doors of justice are thrown open and the Lord's redeemed ones are set free. Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, hath once died the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. Fear not. Salvation is of the Lord. Fear not, I have redeemed thee. Fear not, 
Third, I have called thee by name. In Genesis 12, and, and again, throughout Scripture, but God called Abraham. He called Abraham. He said to get thee out of thy country and out of thy kindred and from thy father's house. There he was in that pagan land, that land of idolatry. He said, get out unto a land. He didn't tell him where he was going. He said, unto a land that I will show you. And what did Abraham do? He went, didn't he? He went. In Leviticus 3, he called Moses there at the burning bush. He said, uh, he said, I've seen the affliction of thy people. I know their sorrow. I have come down to deliver them. Hmm? To bring them up out of that land to a, a good land. A land that flows with milk and honey. How about in the New Testament? Remember, remember Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was just... I just think he was just there to see, or at least he thought, what the fuss was all about. Climbed up in that tree. And I, I just, I love this verse when it says, He came to the place. That place that had been determined from all eternity. He came to the place and he looked up and he called him by name, didn't he? Zacchaeus, come down. Can you imagine how quick Zacchaeus come down out of that out of that tree? Huh? In, in Matthew 9, Jesus passed forth from thence and he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. Matthew was sitting there doing what he did every day. Collecting, collecting taxes, taking money from people. And the Lord looked at him and he said, follow. What did he do? He didn't even bother counting out, did he? No. No, he arose and he followed him. Fear not. Fear not. I've I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. We sing that song, I belong, I belong to the king. I, I'm his. I'm, remember that, remember that, he told that parable, that lost sheep, that one lost sheep, and he left the night. Why did he go after it? It was his sheep. It belonged to him, and he searched until he found it, and when he found it, he laid it up on his shoulder, and he, and he carried it home. Went and told all of his neighbors, come, come see this lost sheep. It was lost, now it's, now it's found. Thou art mine. And then, last, he says this. I will be with thee. Is that a reason to, to not be afraid? I will be with thee. He is with his people at all times. At all times. He said, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Carrie, you played that 
you played that chorus, didn't you? Some through the water, huh? some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through his, through his blood. I will be with you. You know, the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea. God, God delivered his people. And, and in doing so, he destroyed the enemy. They passed through on, isn't that amazing? They passed through on dry land. And I think sometimes when we tell that, it sounds pretty simple, right? I mean, sounds pretty easy. Back there in Exodus 14.10, it says this. It said, when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. They were just... They were just slaves that had just escaped. And here's this mighty army coming coming after them. And it says the children of Israel, they were afraid. They cried unto the Lord. They were exceedingly afraid. Does that ever happen to you? Are there times when, when you're when you're fearful, we're afraid. That, listen to what they said. Were there not enough graves in Egypt that you brought us out here in the wilderness to die? How quickly, how quickly they forgot who had delivered them. Can you enter? Can we enter into that? How quickly? They said this, we would have been better left to be slaves in Egypt than to be brought, than to be brought to this, this place. And you know, Moses, there's no account that he, he lectured them or gave them a stern talking to or anything. What'd he say to them? Fear ye. We have, we have to be told that over and over again, don't we? Fear ye not. He said this, stand still. You, you older ones, your parents ever tell you that, be still? Huh? Just, just be still. And then what? See the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will fight for you you're going to hold your peace. Back to Isaiah 43 here. He said, when you pass through the waters, and um, I don't know who said this originally. I've got it circled in a little, little note there in my Bible. It doesn't say if you pass through the waters, does it? It says when. When. But what else does he say? I will be with thee and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee when you walk through the fire thou shalt not be burned neither shall the fire kindle upon thee you know this this thing of this thing of fire in first peter 4 12 it says this peter writes this he said beloved think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. 
as it's some strange thing that happened to you. But rather, rejoice. That's what it says. Rejoice in so much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering that when His glory shall be revealed, you may be exceeding glad. And then, again, this thing of, of fire. Back there in the, in the book of Daniel, we read of, we read of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember when, remember when Nebuchadnezzar, he, they refused to, to bow down to that, to that false god, to that idol. And he, he cast them into the, into the furnace. And he was so mad that he, he, he cranked that thing up seven times hotter than what it, what it should have been. And he bound them. They were bound and they were cast into the fire. A little bit later we read this. Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He said, uh, didn't we put three men into that fiery furnace? He said, I see four. They're loose. They went in bound. They're loose. They're walking. They have no harm upon them. And the fourth one, all the way back there in Daniel, he said the fourth one is like to the Son of God. He's with His people. Isn't he? They went in bound. They came out free. And you know there wasn't, Scripture says this, there wasn't a hair singed. Their clothes weren't changed. And there wasn't even the smell of smoke on them. They were completely, completely delivered. God delivered them. Through the, through the water, through the fire, Christ is with his people. Now, listen, though they may endure trouble for a while, and we're we're pretty much guaranteed that, aren't, aren't we? He delivered his people. David wrote this in, in Psalm 54, 7. David knew something about trouble, didn't he? And David says this, He hath delivered me he didn't say out of most of my trouble. He said he hath delivered me out of all of my trouble. Well, let's, let's read on here. Isaiah 43, verse 3. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom. He gave, didn't he? He gave. God gave his Son. The Lord Jesus Christ gave his life. He gave. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and, and Seba for thee, since thou was, think about that, precious. Precious in my sight. Thou hast been honorable, I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. And then he says it again here. In case we didn't get it the first time. Fear not. I am with thee. I'll bring thy seed from the east and 
Gather thee from the west, I'll say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even everyone that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Now, one more, one more time. Look back here at verse, verse 5. Fear not. Fear not. And he repeats again what, what was said there in verse 2. Fear not, for I am with thee. I am with thee. I was, I was thinking about this today. Um, when I was a, when I was a young boy, uh, we, we had a church we attended that I don't know. It, it probably wasn't three hundred yards, four hundred yards from from our house, and um, most of the time, just about all the time, we walked. We walked to church, and um, we walked on the road, but it was wooded on both sides, and. Um, I don't care to admit this. Sometimes I walked alone, and when it was dark, I was scared. Now, I would like to think I was maybe Landry's age or younger. I was probably maybe Ben's age. I don't know. But I can tell you, when it was dark and I was by myself, I would run just as fast as my feet would carry me. But here's something I I know. <laughs> when my dad walked with me, it didn't matter how dark it was. It didn't matter what kind of noises were coming out of the woods. I wasn't afraid. What's the difference? Huh? My dad was with me. What that say there? Fear not, for I am with thee. Who's with us? Almighty God is with his people. Our Heavenly Father is with us. Fear not. Fear not. I may ask you one more time who's speaking here? Thus saith the Lord, God speaking in it. Who's he speaking to? His church, his bride, his people. What's the message? Fear not. Fear not, for I am with thee. He, he saved us. He redeemed us called us by name. He says, Thou art mine. He's with us. He's ever with His people. Fear not. Fear not, for I am with thee. Let's, uh, let's go to our Lord in prayer.
Our God and Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together to, to worship you, Lord, to hear a message from thy word. Lord, I pray you'd bless your word. Lord, bless your word to our, our hearts. Get glory for thy great name's sake. And Lord, let us ever be mindful Lord, to not fear, but to rest in thee in all, in all things. Lord, bless us this day. Continue with us throughout this week. And Lord, return us. Return us this Lord's day. Bless us to know thee. Bless us to know thy son. Bless us to rest in thee. For Christ's sake, amen.